Hi friends. So today I am going to be talking about holiday survival tips for special needs parents because the holidays are upon us and holidays are stressful enough. But if you have a child with special needs, you're worried about them being out of routine, sensory overload, and maybe interactions with some extended family members that may not completely understand your child and their needs. So we're going to talk about getting through all that and still actually enjoying the holidays. Oh yes, it's possible. So let's do this. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. I really cannot believe that it's already December of 2021 and one that we're still in this pandemic, which is kind of crazy to me, but we're already at another holiday season. So whatever you're celebrating, I am sure that you are feeling the pressure to prepare, whether you're hosting or you're helping someone else host. And then you've got your family traditions and trying to prepare, whether shopping for the holidays and just getting out those holiday cards, everything that comes with December and the end of the year mixed in with still having to do real life and working, managing the family and their schedules. It's exhausting. So we're already exhausted by all of that, but... In addition, you're probably having some anxiety about those family gatherings. Although it's so incredible to see family because I do always love catching up with family that I haven't seen in a while. And the holidays are always amazing for that. But as you know, there is some level of anxiety when it comes to your child. So what do we do? How do we manage the anxiety and yet still enjoy the holidays? And I've been at this for a bit. My son is 13, so this isn't my first rodeo, but I'd love to share the things that have definitely made the holidays a bit easier. But of course, I still have some anxiety, especially because, you know, new things and anxieties for him and different routines that he adapts over the years change. So there's constantly some tweaking that goes along with it all the time. But in general, 
I think that our children all experience a lot of the same things, even though it may be at different times, in different levels, and they may express their concerns, feelings, and emotions in different ways. A lot of it in what the triggers are, are all the same. So I come from a very big Portuguese family, and I adore my family, and I love that the holidays are a big deal. Christmas especially. Decorating is like a sport (laughs) in my family. I always love seeing what my aunts and my mom has done with their homes and decorating. But along with that means lots of things to touch, right? So you go into their homes and it's sort of like a museum, right? I mean, you're afraid to touch anything, let alone your child. And I remember that when my son was a toddler and on the younger side, that was especially nerve wracking to me. So for you moms that have the younger children, I completely feel for you and you have my permission to have that extra glass of wine or extra piece of pie because you need it. Anyways, so you've got these houses like museums, don't touch. And my mother would always say, don't touch that. Don't touch that. And be like, mom, you got to learn to put these things away. You can't expect him, let alone any child, to not be tempted to touch the pretty glass (laughs) ornaments that are at eye level. Now, I'm not saying that I would expect my mom or any of my family to just stop decorating the way that they would love to, but I think that, you know, there has to be a level of understanding that if there is hosting, there are some children that may not be able to control the impulse to touch, and that was definitely my son. But For the old school, and I'm talking like my grandmother when she was alive, they don't really understand what's going on. People that don't really understand my child or autism, they will not completely get that it's not my son trying to be fresh or boldly ignoring them and their rules. It's not that. There's so much more to it. There's sensory issues, there's sensory overload, which is a real thing, especially during the holidays when there are crowded rooms and lots of strong smells and loud voices, especially in a Portuguese household, and the stresses of socializing. Again, just being out of routine, all that mixed together can be a lot. So, I think that it is completely acceptable to speak with your family members. Now, I'm fortunate because my family completely understands. They're used to him. They obviously know now what he needs, what he likes for food, although it isn't a lot that he likes, but they make sure to have some of the things that he loves. He loves the Portuguese bread rolls. So my aunt will always make sure that there is an abundance of them so that there is plenty for everyone else, 
but he'll knock out about a dozen. No joke. And that's all he'll eat because he won't touch anything else. If there's fruit, he'll have that. But they also know not to be offended. It has nothing to do with your cooking. But again, my grandmother, who was, was so old school, she would completely, you know, say, oh, you don't want my food? Like, she would not understand that someone could possibly not want to eat her food. Now, while I loved her food, my son eats like five things. So I will admit that some of the older generation and some cultures may not ever completely understand. But I think you just do the best that you can and you have to some degree let it go. But there is nothing wrong with reaching out to family members if you prefer to email, text, if your family texts. I mean, obviously, I couldn't have texted my grandmother when she was alive. I mean, she, she didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> but you get the gist. Communicating beforehand sort of helps them to have a heads up and to understand a little bit more, as well as to help you prep because you can find out what is on the menu. If you need to bring an alternative meal, that is completely okay. But what else are you saying to help your family understand your child a bit more and letting them know what would be helpful in the moment? And I think that if you voice these things prior to the day, you'll go into it feeling a lot better and then be able to actually enjoy the day. So I think that the first thing that you just need to communicate is for them to just try to do their best to accept and understand that your child experiences the world and their surroundings in a completely different way than we do. And I think that's the best way to describe my son and his autism diagnosis. And I also say to them, and don't be shy, especially if you have had parents or extended family try to give you your advice. Again, I come from an old school Portuguese family. So at the beginning, before my son was diagnosed, you know, I was constantly getting, oh, if that was my child. I would, you have to punish them. You have to do this. You have to do that. And all the advice on how I could be fixing my son. Again, they had no idea what was going on. And even when they did, I still got at the beginning, oh, he's a very smart boy. He can figure it out. You just have to teach him. And yes, I agree. My son is a very smart boy, but it's not that simple. And I know if you're listening, you get that. But I think the final thing and one of the most important things that you need to do before your holiday gatherings with family, especially if you're going to someone else's house, is to let them know how to support you and your child. Let them know that your child may need a quiet space. When I head to my aunt's house and there's a big party, she knows that my son is just going to go in his corner. She has this room and it's sort of 
tucked away, still where family is close by, but it's tucked away, tends to be quieter, and there is an entire movie collection, which he loves to look at DVD, even VHS covers, because there's plenty of VHSs at my aunt's house. And he loves to study them, look at the artwork. He also studies the details on the back about how long the movie is, the production company, actors, actresses, you name it. He's looking at that. So that's a great way to help him calm himself and really help soothe him. I think it's important for your child to know that they have that. Let family know that nothing is ever personal with them. If they don't respond to them, if they walk away from the meal, because I, I can tell you right now, my son cannot sit throughout an entire meal. It's, it's not happening. One, he loses focus. It becomes too much. So I am completely fine with them walking away if they need to. And I think, you know, someone else obviously might think that it is completely rude. But in this instance, it's not rude. It's just what they need. And I think it's okay to communicate and remind them that it's never personal and that your child is not being rude or ungrateful. So that is what you can do to communicate with family to get the support that you need. But also don't forget to take the time to prep your child because it will be out of their routine and they're going to see family that they probably haven't seen in a while. And you can, to prep, let them know who they're going to be seeing, what's going to be going on, and feel free to show pictures. I've done that before, you know, to say, oh, this is who we're going to. Now, I don't need to. He knows who people are, and he knows what to be expected. But I think at the beginning, first few years, <laughs> definitely, if anything else new might be going on, it's always great to give them the heads up and to know what to expect. They may want to know how long you're going to be there, and that's fair. Let them know. Also, make sure that they have what they need. My son has complete anxiety when his phone battery reaches 70%. I mean, and it's a real thing. I know it sounds crazy to many, but he completely stresses. So making sure that he has his charger and a space to charge his phone is very important, especially if we want to be able to enjoy the day and enjoy a hot meal. Also, you could provide social scripts or conversation starters so that they can communicate with their family members, no matter how they communicate, whether verbally or with a device. Let them know that family will be excited to see them and catch up and what they could possibly talk about. So I think prepping your family, prepping your child, and making sure that you bring an alternative meal so that they don't get hangry because no one wants a hangry person. I am not fun when I am hangry. With all that, I think you can dramatically cut down the stress that we can have around the holidays when visiting with family and enjoying those 
holiday gatherings. And that is the goal here, is to actually enjoy some of the holidays and really reflecting on what the meaning of the holiday is and just really enjoying time with family and being present in the moment and not stuck inside your head with all the stress and all the anxiety and picturing and planning for the worst. I want you to approach the holidays and enjoying the season and these gatherings and events with a positive outlook. And I know it can be hard. Believe me, I get it. But I think that with the right mindset and a little preparation, we can do this. I know that we can do this. And I can't promise that it's all going to be perfect and go exactly as planned because come on, (laughs) this is real life. But I do firmly believe that with a little preparation on both sides with prepping family and our children and with a great mindset and knowing that we're going to try to relax, I think we can do this and, and actually enjoy it all. So with that, I hope that everyone is going to have an amazing December and holiday season. I hope that you take the time to truly reflect on all your blessings. And I know sometimes when things are chaotic, it's really hard to focus on all that. But I do think that that is probably the most important time that we should be actually taking the time to focus on all the blessings and the fact that we have made it through 100% of our bad days up until this point. So with that, I thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. And if you haven't joined us on the Courageously Mom Facebook group, I hope you head over there and join us because I would love to help support and encourage you in whatever you need. And can I ask a favor that if you enjoyed this podcast, if you found it helpful at all, please share and I kindly ask you to leave a review. So thank you so much. I so appreciate you. And I also hope that you know how brave and courageous you are just plugging along and getting through it and doing it all in trying to be the best mom that you can possibly be. In this holiday season, I just want to make sure that you know that and remember that and to remember that even on the worst day, you've got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.